back at it again. Welcome back to Headlight Headlines, your daily automotive news podcast. Today is Friday, January the 20th, 2023. Great Friday here today, and we're going to get things started with this story from Mazda. Before that, check us out on Twitter at HLightHLines, on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Headlight Headlines. And we're going to start things off here with information, a little bit, a teasers of the all-new Mazda CX-90, which is going to be unveiled here in just two weeks now, under two weeks now, actually. Um, So the CX-90 SUV is going to be Mazda's flagship SUV in the United States, and we are having an official reveal on January 31st from Mazda. But we have a few little details that have already come out about it. So we've got a couple teaser images here, including this one of the front grille. It looks very similar to a lot of their other vehicles, front grille. The author of this article on TFL says that they believe it's based on the CX-60 from Europe. um, And that it will be very similar to that. And... There's no way of really knowing exactly yet, just because we've only got a couple little teaser shots which don't really show us a lot um obviously the front looks very similar to a lot of the mazda vehicles that are out currently and then there is the back also right here we see it this is a very interesting angle of the back where we see the badging we see the headlight shape or taillight shape we see the slope of the back windshield and the little kind of spoiler thing over it which is from what this is I can kind of envision in my head what it's going to look like and I think it'll be pretty nice Um, they're saying it's going to have a 3.3 liter turbocharged inline six um, which is pretty interesting and They're saying there's an under-the-hood picture, but they do not show it, which is interesting. Um, But that's how they know what engine is, which is a good engine. Um, It's it's a newer engine, I believe, from them. Uh, But they're saying it will have kinematic posture control, which is on the new Miata, and it's supposed to help with the handling. This is a rear-wheel drive platform which is very interesting because most Mazdas aren't most are front wheel drive I believe or all wheel drive but here in just 11 days now we will get all the information on the new CX-90 and we will definitely be discussing it here on headlight headlines next we have one of the really coolest uh, things that Porsche could do in the near future and it is offer these infotainment upgrades for older vehicles so there are they have these head units that you can buy I'm sure they're pretty pricey we'll see if it says here what the price is um, but you can put them in your early 2000s cars now there's only a couple models that you can do it for that they're made for maybe they're gonna see how well this can be how well this takes off and then add it for more cars I don't know but I think it would be really cool if a lot of automakers did this like for uh, a Porsche licensed product 
Um, so it allows you to add basically Apple CarPlay and new infotainment systems to your older vehicles. So they have it now for the 997 generation 911, which is the 2005 to 2008 model years, 987 generation Boxster and Cayman models. So that's the 2005 to 2008 models. And then the first gen Cayenne SUV, which is the 03 to 08 models. So they're saying it has CarPlay, Android Auto, Sirius XM, um, settings for the lights, windshield wipers, climate controls, and door locks, which is really cool. And they're saying it does cost $1,500, which is very expensive. But, like, look how perfect it looks in here. Like, these pictures. It looks like it was made like that. And, like, that's what I really love about doing stuff like this. Because it literally looks just like it was made like that 15 years ago when the car came out. Um, I actually have a, like, $300 Apple CarPlay that I put into my vehicle. And I love it. And it looks like decent, and that's part of the reason why I love it a lot, because it does look pretty good in there. Like, it looks kind of factory, um, because I just think, personally, it looks pretty cheesy when you have some radio in there that doesn't look like... Obviously, it's not the biggest thing, but this looks really clean. Really cool to see this. Hope we could see this with other brands. That would be really cool, especially because, like, People are going to be driving the Porsches for a while. The Boxsters and the 911s and the Caymans. They're still going to drive them. And they'll be around for a while. It's not like some crappy car from 2004 that they wouldn't. there would be no reason to do this for. But for Porsche, pretty good decision. I like it at least. Next we got Renault's Alpine brand is making two EV crossovers for the United States market, which is crazy because we have no vehicles from there. Um, so Alpine, which was revived in 2017, they want to launch two crossovers in 2027 or 2028 here in the United States. And they're comparing them to the Porsche Macan and Cayenne Coupe, which are interesting. And they want to reach 150,000 sales by 2030. So in three years or so after they launch them, um, they have three cars coming in Europe and I don't think any of them are the ones coming to the United States. It's hard to tell. So they say a sports car, which would not be a Macan or Cayenne Coupe, a performance variant of the Renault 5 hatch, which maybe could be, but I doubt it. And that says three. So maybe one of the, the last, the third car is one that's coming over here. That would be pretty cool. Um, but, like, we haven't had, we don't have many British cars here at all in the United States. So, I think that would be really cool um, to get here. And they're saying that they're partnering with Nissan. Um, so, they'll probably use some Nissan frames and bodies. Or Volvo, Polestar, and Zeker. So, pretty cool. Obviously, that's still a ways away, four or five years away. But, like, the fact that they're considering that, really, really cool to me. Next up, we have a special edition um, 2023 Mustang. 
for Carol Shelby's 100th birthday, which is crazy. And I think this looks pretty cool. Um, they are using the 2023 Mustang GT as the base car for this. And then it's supercharged, I believe. Um, and it'll be, they res had reservations at $50,000 on top of the price of the car. And all of them have sold out. I believe it said in four days, all a hundred of them. Um, yep. Supercharged to make 750 horsepower has a Borla catback exhaust and they're only making a hundred for the hundredth birthday. Makes sense. And they just talk about tires and wheels here. I love this badge on the back. That is so cool for the Carroll Shelby Centennial. Obviously this is like a eighty, ninety thousand dollar car. Um but it's cool. It does like it kind of looks like a sleeper. I can't lie. The wheels look really cool for some stockish wheels. Side skirt, it needs a little drop, but besides that it's good. It looks almost like a V6 Mustang front end. But like it is a GT. I don't know. The front end is interesting. I kind of like it. But like I also I'm just a little confused, but I do like it, I feel like. You can see there's some spoiler back there. Can't really tell what it is. I kind of I want to say I like it, but I don't really think I have enough can see enough to tell. <clears throat> but really cool addition. I'm excited to see people drive these and start reviewing them because it looks like a really fun car. Next up, we have GM Design. Um, their design team is looking at making an affordable electric pickup truck that is a small truck. So they said that they are going to move to all electric vehicles, I believe, by 2030 is their goal. It says it's um, 2035, so in 12 years from now, and this could be a vehicle coming to it, a small electric pickup truck, which I think is really cool, um, coming from someone who owns a smaller pickup truck, I'm a fan, and this is kind of like a small concept teaser image kind of thing, I don't know, it's got some gigantic wheels on it for no reason, um, I like it, it's just an outline, but like, we need more small pickup trucks, the Ford Maverick obviously is one of the few, the Santa Cruz if you call it that, um, apparently they had a two door configuration with a four foot bed and low roof line, uh, starting under 30 grand, which is crazy, but I don't know if we're going to get that, and... Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to say I think small trucks are going to come back, but there's a chance they might. Depending on the success of the Maverick and other trucks of that size, like the Santa Cruz, it might. It kind of just, like, vanished. It was, like, a big segment in the early 2000s, like, with the Ranger and the Colorado and the Dakota, and now there's just there hasn't been anything since, like, the early 2010s, basically. And, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, they might not, they're not going to sell as much as the full-size trucks and the mid-size trucks, but for work trucks and other things, it could be useful. 
Next up, we have another story that is similar to one we talked about the other day. The other day, we looked at someone selling their GR Corolla and losing like $8,500 in, uh, yeah, here, remember how they, look, it says it right here. Even though they sold it $8,500 over MSRP, they still lost money. And here we have a Civic Type R in the same boat. Um, it is a brand new Civic Type R that they're trying to flip for more than they paid for it. Because so many are uh, overpriced. And they said they paid... $20,000 over sticker, which means, yeah, $67,000, which you can get so many other cars for $67,000. Bidding stalled at 49000 which is almost 20000 under. Obviously, the car didn't sell, but that is a wild. I love the Type R, and I'm really torn between it. And the GR Corolla, just because I love this new Civic. But 20000 over is what they want to get out of it? Heck no. And that's just to break even. No. See, like, maybe on some, like, expensive cars, they're still going to have that. Like, they say in here how you're not going to get an M2 for MSRP. Which this, they paid M2 money for. But, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. 49, what'd they say? 49,000 is what it got to. That's still over MSRP on this. MSRP is like, uh, 45,000, I think. Crazy, crazy stuff. Absolutely insane last story of the day going off of the tesla discussions we've had the last couple days tesla is cutting their prices like we've said and is this going to force the other ev manufacturers to cut theirs as well i think yes um tesla cutting prices in one way is a shot across the bow but in another way, it says they hear the footsteps of GM and Ford, and that speaks volumes. And I agree with that statement. Like, Ford and GM are going to catch up in the market, and they're going to keep producing more cars, more trucks, way more than Tesla. Tesla still doesn't have the Cybertruck out. Ford and GM both have electric pickup trucks out. GM has two almost three now out well i don't know if the silverado and sierra are out but they have three out ford has one out and tesla's gonna struggle because now chevy and ford also have really cheap evs that they're coming out with that are cheaper than used teslas still so i don't know ford and gm have been able to raise prices on some but i think I think here soon they'll have to cut back a little bit on them. But EV market is something else right now. And Tesla could be fading somewhat, obviously, till that Cybertruck comes out, which 
who knows what year that's going to happen in. <laughs> but that's all I have for today. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at HLightHLines. And if you want to watch a video version of this podcast, there will always be one on YouTube at Headlight Headlines. And with that, have a great day and a safe weekend. And I'll see you all in the next one.